0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to a very special Halloween Spooktacular here on Second Take Cinema, coming at you from the creepy Impala Films headquarters in spooky South End-on-Sea. I am, as always, your host, Jamie Evans, joined, as per usual, by Rory Jocelyn. Hello everybody But we've got an extra special treat for you guys on this episode We have not one ha ha, but two ha ha guests <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him He is the co-producer of Haunted, the audio drama It's Benton Hodges
1: Hello, hello
0: You know him, and if you've listened to Haunted, you don't like him It's Dave Gardner <laughs> Hey <laughs> You might want to explain that, because if
2: anyone hasn't listened to Haunted He's the villain He's a dickhead Yeah,
0: yeah. He's a, yeah. well yeah. he is, yeah <laughs>
3: And I bully everyone (laughs) when we're recording it. Uh, Ladies
0: and gentlemen, today we have got a very excited episode for you. We are getting back in our time machine and we are travelling back to the year of our Lord 1978 to to review John Carpenter's Halloween. Cue the theme tune. And we're back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are talking about the 1978 movie Halloween, written and directed by John Carpenter. And Deborah Hill also wrote it, I believe, as well. So written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, directed by John Carpenter, music by John Carpenter, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, Nancy Loomis and PJ Soles. DOP Dean Cundey, who later went on to work with Spielberg and Zemeckis a lot, including being the DOP on the Back to the Future trilogy, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Jurassic Park. Uh, So yeah, quite the career. Um this was filmed on a budget of $300,000 and made $70 million and just cuz I was being that kind of nerd I ran the figures uh, to see what that would equ- equate to in UK money at the time in 1978. So in our money that would have been 150,000 pounds was the budget for this movie. Right. So it's only polite to start with our guests, so I'm going to come to Dave first. Dave, do you remember the first time you ever saw this movie?
3: Um, I think so, yeah. I did, um, when I was doing my media A-level, we had to do, it was great, actually. One of the exam questions was on the film Scream. Um, so I had to watch Scream about 50,000 times. Great film. And then, yeah, the guys who I went to college with, there was two guys. One of them had all of the Halloweens and the other one had all the Friday 13th. So I just borrowed all of those. And yeah, I think I just burnt, went like all through the whole franchise alongside Scream when I was like 17 years old. In order? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would assume so. Also like um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I remember seeing that for the first time around then as well. And, yeah.
0: and what, do you remember what your initial thoughts on seeing Halloween the first time were?
3: I think I thought it was good. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it. I think pretty much the same as what I think about it now, I would say. Okay, we'll we'll get to that soon then.
0: Benton, do you remember the first
1: time you saw Halloween? It's not too long ago, actually, to be fair. I think I actually saw the remakes before I saw, in fact... What, the Rob Zombie ones?
3: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: I saw oh, the Rob Zombie. bloke. And then I saw the new, I guess they're not reboots, are they? They ignore the canon and then the, David I mean, the, the and ends, the ones. kills. Yeah, and those yeah. Ones, yeah. And then watched one and then worked my way through okay. sort of the classic continuity. Um, yeah, that's so, I've, I've watched it in a very, very odd order.
0: You and me watched Halloween Resurrection together.
1: We did Was these. that
0: before you'd seen the original?
1: It might have been. Was Halloween
0: Resurrection your first experience? Buster Rhymes
3: karate chopping
1: Michael Myers may have been my introduction to the series.
3: You thought, I have to go back and watch the rest of these. If they're as good as this... It's
1: always interesting to see where something goes from its inception to eight films down the line, which is where you get classics like, um, you know, uh, Jason X. Yeah. Jason, Jason goes or, to space. Is that Jason? That, goes indeed, that is indeed. Yeah. Or you think we're haunted where it started and where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time travel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that chav vampires. Yeah, you jump the shark
3: first. Yeah, it's is Carl gonna bad. battle dinosaurs in the next season? He's um, gonna
0: ride a dinosaur.
3: Wait,
0: in the, Carl, Carl, in a the hollow earth. <laughs> James has got a sidekick who's a pterodactyl,
1: yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "Get him, boy!"
3: Is it a talking <laughs> pterodactyl as well? Because that would be, is. yeah. It's by Gilbert. A girl, girl. Wise Gilbert no. got <laughs> <not laughs> Gilbert Godfrey
1: anymore, can it? Yeah. He? Oh, he's dead. It's it. an AI. I'm
3: sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can like together bits of Gilbert Godfrey films.
0: Just all his Argo dialogue from Aladdin. Or Danny DeVito. Do you remember what you thought of Halloween the first time you saw? Right. Yeah,
1: I thought it was right. I, it's funny because it's obviously retroactively. the The big one is everything's very cliche. But then you have to keep in mind that this is what set the cliches. This is definitive rather than derivative. Mm-hmm. But going back to it, it's quite plain, isn't like it's not. It's yeah. There's not much in the way of gore. There isn't much. The only jump scare I can think of is when he sits up. But funnily enough, I think my dad, that is, to him, that is still terrifying. And Mm -hmm. and it's far more simplistic, but I think that makes it more effective. Yeah, I
0: had an ex who was older than me, and she was... A Jason ex? Ha, ha,
1: ha.
0: (laughs) I hate you. Is that getting cut? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had an ex who was older than me, and she had seen Halloween, not when it first came out, but when she was like 14, she'd seen it. And she was still like she wouldn't watch Resurrection with me because she was like, no, Michael Myers is terrifying. He's the most terrifying creature in cinema history. I was like, trust me, when you've seen Buster Rhymes karate kick him, he's not. (laughs) Um, Rory, you quite recently experienced this film for the first time, didn't you?
2: Yes, I think it was a year ago. Mm. Uh, So we've been doing a weird thing with me as kind of an experiment where, because I've not seen many of the horror classics, uh, you decided to show me Halloween last year to show me Halloween. And then for this series, you've decided to take me on the journey of, instead of watching the classic continuity, which I still haven't seen, uh, we've watched Halloween again. And then we've done the new continuity. or the the David Gordon Green trilogy. And then we watched the horrendous car crash that is the duology from Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. I wish I could have my time back. I still haven't seen those. I've heard only only bad things. Two of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Literally, I'd rather watch Kill Keith again, (laughs) which is a horror movie starring Keith Chegwin dressed as Uma Thurman from Kill Bill and I bought it for J- uh, Jamie, so he's got a copy of it now. Which I still um, haven't watched. He hasn't watched it. It's also got the guy with the squeaky voice. What's his name? Joe Pasquale. Jessica Pasquale he, he dies in it. He's Spoilers. I, would, I would love do to have, have been in that pitch. pitch. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's shouting F-bombs at the murderer before he gets stabbed. Brilliant. It's, in a squeaky <laughs> voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, most of my opinion, I think at the moment, we'll get into the details when we go through it, it's kind of similar to Benton in that you watch it and you're like, this is just all the classic cliches. But again, as he says, it's definitive, not derivative. So you have to kind of bear that in mind. Um, and it is is a little more plain than I was expecting. Though there are a couple of interesting elements to it. Uh, but we'll go through. Most of my opinion, I'd rather do as we go through
0: the, go through the film. Yeah, no problem. Um, so there's two ways we can do this. We can either kind of go through the plot roughly.
3: Should we hear about the first time you watched it? We haven't heard that have um,
0: we so I first, so actually yes we will because I he think two. I, I think <laughs> I've probably had the biggest change in my opinion on it. So I was thirteen or fourteen when I saw this. Um, I had, I'd seen Nightmare on Elm Street, which obviously got me started on my whole, mm. I want to be a filmmaker thing. And I watched Elm Street over and over, loved it, knew every word for it. Um, then I was like, okay, well I'm going to go to the other big horror franchise. So I saw Friday the 13th, hated it. Um, because I, I was watching it going, where the fuck's Jason? I was told yeah. there was Jason in this movie and <laughs> there is Literally, no Jason what, in the first 10
1: movie. seconds at the end. Right at
0: the end. Yeah. Um, And I watched Halloween. And I remember I actually watched this with my whole family. It was one of the very few times my whole family sat down to watch a film. And I was bored as fuck watching (laughs) it. And I was like, well, he looks cool, but this is really dull. I watched this again last night for this. And that's about the hundredth time I've seen Halloween (laughs) now. And I, I was worried going in. I was like, I bet I've... I must have become bored of this by now. I love it even more. And I I was still discovering new things about it. Yeah,
3: I could see that happening. Watching it
0: this time. Um, So it's up to you guys. We can either go through it plot-wise, or we just break it down into areas sometimes where we just go, right, let's talk about the script, let's talk about the way it's shot. It's up to you guys. What's everyone more comfortable with? Does anyone have a specific film they want to talk
1: about? I genuinely... It's been a while since I have watched it. Sorry, I should have watched it for the podcast. But this, shame, you know, shame. I I'm so I'm was trying, there, I, I'll give the best summary I can remember. Right, what of the plot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Myers's sister, yeah. yeah, goes upstairs with her boyfriend, who lasts about ten seconds. There is a lot of short
3: sex in this film. Yeah, yeah.
0: Both, <laughs> both sex scenes are less than thirty seconds. Yeah.
1: but he like goes upstairs and then comes downstairs and like. Ten seconds (laughs) flat. Like he, poor man. Like, or anywho. The, the amazing follow shot through the house though which kind of was why I know why it has to why, yeah. why it was that way you don't really want it to take 20 minutes no Michael <laughs> has like fumble with the door lock for,
2: um, finds the old condom outside there could have been like a, a thing though
3: where like he hangs about outside the door and hears them you know and him going oh god I've gone in my pants I'm really sorry and then yeah, he, yeah,
1: really you know shame what I mean? but I feel like it, it kept the pace up very well um, and just has yeah, that funny yeah, yeah. little unintentional kind of yeah. thing to it um, and then Laurie Strode, um, as a teenager, goes to drop a letter off at the Myers house. Because it's, it's going to go
3: up for sale, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: And because of that, Michael Myers is like, fuck you in particular. Um, which, in the sequel, is then revealed because she's her- his long lost sister. Yeah. When they take that out of the continuity, Michael Myers just hates her because. Yeah.
0: Which is much scarier. That's much like the the whole. Well, he murders tra- other people as well. I don't
2: yeah. think it, like his obsession with her. It also, enough. in this particular film, he doesn't seem specifically obsessed with her because he kills the yeah. friend, but also he stalks the kid that he sees talking yes. to her and it just seems to be that anyone who he can get to he will get yeah. to yeah dogs um, yeah 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 so, yeah he kills a dog in this one as well yeah it's like literally he'll just go through whatever is in his way where he can Yeah He's to just evil. whereas i, I think you're saying cool.
3: sort of him stalking yeah. Laurie it's more that Laurie is smart enough to spot this guy hanging about whilst the laundry is drying outside and everyone else is too busy saying totally or plotting like, when they can have sex. Yeah. Though him standing um, outside
2: him. the school when he's like behind the car, just looking at her. Just yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. It was like that bit wasn't creepy. I was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is seeing this guy. Like, mm. and that he not only disappears. Like, she turns her head to talk to the teacher, and when she turns back, both him and the car are gone. You yeah. All, you haven't heard, It's like, well, well, that, that to does, be fair, I Loomis does, did, does. I did write this. That, yeah, Loomis yeah. actually states. um he <laughs> he says, where is it? Uh, fixes a plot hole at one point by saying, "How did he learn to drive? Maybe someone around here gave him lessons." And it was like, "Yeah, yeah that's just you realizing, fuck, we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was eight. There's yeah. no way he learned to drive." <laughs>
1: but no, and then I, so yeah, he stalks her, right? Yes. And then it, Halloween happens, and all the kids are going around trick or treating, and she's babysitting. Um. The kid. Is it Jamie? They... Is that his name? Tommy. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy yeah, Tommy. who then reappears in the later... Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is it played by the same actor? No. Okay. The little girl is, though. The little girl in Halloween Kills, yeah. Kyle Richards, that is... Kyle Richards plays her in the original Halloween as she well. She plays Lindsay. Lindsay is Wallace, she? yeah. Her, she... and, her and Jamie Lee Curtis are good friends in real Doesn't life. Doesn't she
1: die, like, in...
0: In Halloween Kills, she does, yeah. yeah no, yeah. Halloween and...
3: I thought she maybe no, she died in it. the fourth or the third No, you're right, no, she died in the fourth
1: No, she makes no. it Either way Okay. Then they watch They watch the original version of the thing Before John Carpenter did it which yeah. is a nice That is voice. a nice like
3: um, uh, easter egg type thing yeah. isn't, Is that what they would call that? I don't know what fucking easter egg I'm is I'm not but sure that, that was about. on purpose yeah, No, no, it's, it's not, purpose, but it's lovely it, it that he now, does go yeah, on to do yeah. it later yeah. Which is
1: when it was the thing from outer space, I believe Thing from another world Yeah, because it was a book, which was who goes there then The Thing from Another World, and then obviously The Thing, and then the remake.
2: So if you sit The Thing in the southern states, then it's The fang. <sighs> Do we? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that will be cut in the edit,
3: I assume.
1: Or you <laughs> just <laughs> leave that silence, <laughs> yeah. the telling like, silence afterwards. I like add in the sound of a tumbleweed. <laughs> Can I you say,
3: you, you did miss the part when um, Laurie and Annie are in the car smoking weed. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and then Annie sees her dad, is like, oh shit, my dad's a cop and we're smoking weed in my car, but she pulls over to speak to him rather than just carries on yeah, driving. Yeah, that did confuse Yeah, it. her dad, dad comes up, over to the really car, they wind down, down the window and he doesn't kind of go, why, why does this car stink, stink of weed? <laughs> he's, <Yeah>. the <laughs> well, he's the, police the worst police officer car. ever. He's the worst yeah. car. Yeah. And and like, it, in the you season. would just smell <laughs> it immediately and yeah. he's like, nope. That's something that I did find kind of interesting
2: because <laughs> we watched the the... What well, the, the the new trilogy? It was the, the David Gordon Green trilogy. David Gordon Green. Uh, <laughs> in his trilogy, at, at least in the first one, there's that guy with the who's way too old to have gone out with Laurie Strode's granddaughter, <laughs> who like the cop she was going out oh, with. Oh, that's for in long. the last one in Halloween. Yeah, Aids. Yeah, yeah, and he's just but. Like, I, I thought it was meant to be this guy because they had a similar hairpiece. Right. right. It was, <laughs> I was like, is that, is, is that guy in Halloween Kills a throwback to this? Like, oh, all the cops have hairpieces yeah. in
0: Haydenfield or whatever. God, it
2: Halloween is. Ends was so shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Let's, um, let's talk about that opening sequence for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. So I, couldn't, I couldn't verify this so I don't know how true it is but apparently this is only the second film ever to use the Panaglide Cam. Right. ever in film history apparently Okay. Um, and Carpenter really does make great use of it there's a load of videos. I won't go into them because there's a billion videos on YouTube about the cinematography for this film mm. and how it's used to communicate extra things right. uh, but apparently that $300,000 budget like I think that the thing that makes this film better than a lot of other indie films is they really knew where to spend the money because that three hundred thousand dollar budget, apparently seventy grand of that went on camera equipment right. and on this steady cam. and then another massive chunk went on Donald Pleasance.
3: Yeah, yeah. Who
0: is like I, I actually think, having rewatched, it, I think Donald Pleasance is the MVP of the movie. The movie doesn't work without Donald Pleasance in it. He's mm. so. I and is didn't see
2: anyone really continuing the film's t- plot thread across, yeah. apart from obviously Mike Myers himself. Well, because everyone else is just like, is there a guy? I don't know. Someone <laughs> says there's a guy, but we don't know if there's a guy. He's the only one sitting there going, there is a guy. And he's going yeah. to kill you. But he doesn't really
3: dude, do anything you know, other than sort of... There's, there's, there's literally just ones, one like scene of him just waiting by like the house going, he's still days days he's not last here, last but I'm going guy, to carry on, on waiting anyway. He, he saves the day at the end of the film. Yeah. But, but he doesn't really do anything in the movie up to the
0: I was very surprised, because I'd never realised how funny this script actually is. Right, okay. Um... Not laugh out loud funny, but there's an awful lot of comedy in the actual script, and most of it is Donald Pleasant. Sure. And it's yeah. that really, that kind of humor only British actors can do, where it's like that really deadpan sarcasm. Like when they're driving up to the asylum, and he keeps calling Michael Myers an it, doesn't yeah. he? And she's like, maybe we could start calling him him instead of it. And he's proper just like, whatever you say. Yeah, he just doesn't
2: care.
3: One thing, sorry, I know we're going to come to see, but one thing that so, so, sort yeah. of, um, surprises me about his character is that he always goes, goes on about how evil Michael Myers is how he's like evil personified but he never how does he know that Michael was evil because Michael never speaks does he? like he hasn't spoken for years and years and years he I've been talking know, to him for years and he just yeah. never answers me back yeah and that's evil and he knows he's going to go back home it's like based on what does he leave drawings lying around does he just like emit this kind of malevolence I guess I don't well if
2: you watch the uh the Rob Zombie j- geology. Yeah, you get an explanation to all of that.
3: Oh right, um, which is
2: rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dire. Um, basically, uh, I mean, in that obviously it's a, it's not the same. It's it's a different continuity in reality. But basically, he makes masks which he wears. Right, and basically he gets obsessed with making masks. Though in that, Loomis is also a prat. Because Lou, like I think his name is Loomis, isn't, it? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's meant to be his psychiatrist in the this, yeah, home. And he goes whenever he puts on a mask, he disappears, and I lose, I lose more communication with him. But he never confiscates the masks, and he keeps giving him equipment to make more masks. <laughs> and he's got a room filled with masks, and you're like, yeah, Mate, first If thing Only there was do, some way I could stop the these masks. masks.
3: <laughs>
1: This yeah. man is a perfect normal yeah. man unless he gets a mask. Yeah. And then he becomes a fearless <laughs> killer. It's like it's like
3: being in rehab, going. God, I just wish, wish they, they would stop, stop doing, doing heroin, heroin. But here's some more heroin. Yeah, <laughs> they
2: just don't seem to stop. Yeah,
3: you put it in <laughs> front of them. Next thing you know, they're
1: injecting. No, that's not how you inject heroin. Give it here. Give your arm here.
2: If you're gonna do it. Do it properly. Yeah. Um, something I did want to say: the first-person vibe of the of the opening shot. I know yeah. I keep going back to it, but there's a couple of elements where, at two points, I think specifically we get uh, before the murder itself uh, which has the most unconvincing screaming woman (laughs) oh no oh stop stabbing me Michael no Um, also the p yeah I
3: mean when you find out he's a kid as well she's just like I mean I know he's got a knife but I'm sure she could overpower him the other thing as well with that is when he looks over to the knife yeah and he's just doing that yeah Yeah. rather than looking where it's going he's like I'm just going to watch my arm go back and forth and then I'll go back yeah Yeah. I've been doing this before the intro is definitely style over
1: substance yeah but
3: But but it's a brilliant idea it It is a brilliant idea and and the twist of him being a kid is fantastic like it is a, a belter of an opener what I
0: was
2: going to sure. say about it was uh, a much later film and a much less uh, high quality film I would say Doom uh, from 2006 but obviously that had the first person segment which was a harken back That's to the it, video only game only
1: good bit of the film but it
2: is and it's very like the parts where you get the hand come in the way the camera moves is very similar to in Doom as it is here um, because the one thing they did do well in Doom with that first person segment was to know where to move things in front of the camera hmm. to keep it visually active and a lot of that I think was inspired by this sequence knowing like rather than just have oh there's a gun in front and it jiggles back and forth as you walk things move the arms move different things come into frame um, and that's very much in this like when he goes into the house and he he pulls the knife from the, from the drawer Draw, I think yeah. Um, you get the arm coming. I, I sat there going, I wonder how they did that, because <laughs> the camera would have been massive.
0: This, uh, the I, I happen to know the arm is Deborah Hill, the producer. Oh, okay. Because she was the only one with hands small enough that they convincingly looked like a child. Right. I was going to say,
2: yeah, because like, to get that kid's arm around the camera, the, the size of the cameras mm. back then as, as well, would have been nigh on impossible. A complete so, it was,
1: tangent, but Doom is the only time I've ever seen the Rock play a villain.
2: Get Smart He's a villain in Get Smart. He smart, is okay. a villain in Get Smart, but he plays a good guy for the most part. He's just uh. Yeah. then turns out to with Same with Doom. Yes. Yes. Fucking Doom. Didn't, you liked Doom. You recommended it on VGMP. Was,
0: yeah, for a video game
2: movie. We
1: played a drinking game doing that, and there's I think it's every time they call each other by their cool signs, you get fucking slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> Semper
0: fi, motherfucker.
1: They're all, they're just... Um, it, <laughs> That film was trash. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was... Um, the the humour surprised me this time. I, I didn't mm-hmm. remember it being that funny. But there are bits of humour that don't land,
3: like the pedo-bob joke. What, what the, the fuck? The yeah. pedo-bob joke, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched that and I was like, <laughs> hang on. Lindsay? Did he say Lindsay? And then I rewound it and I was like, he fucking did say Lindsay. And I immediately Googled it because I'd never picked up on that joke before and there, there are people, people um, oh, I missed this joke so right when go his, on, yeah you tell it yeah. when
0: Bob and Linda are in the car just before they go and have sex right yeah um,
2: oh Christ I did rec- I, th- yeah, I yeah. thought I misheard about, it it's about ripping the clothes off because yeah. he says about taking her clothes off and then Liz- yes. Lindsay's it's which clothes is the yeah the, he says yeah. Uh, how yeah, about you rip girl girl my clothes off yeah. I rip
3: your clothes off and then we'll rip Lindsay's yeah. clothes off
2: yeah I heard that, but I thought I misheard it, and I thought, nah, no, no one would put Surely a, not. a joke like that yeah. in the film. So I just imagined... Which yeah. one's Lindsay?
3: Lindsay's <laughs> a little girl. Yeah. Ew. They were the yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah.
2: They were meant to be babysitting Lindsay, yeah. and then when they're going out to have sex, it's so like, oh, I'll rip your clothes off, and then you rip my clothes off, and then we'll rip Lindsay's clothes off.
3: Yeah, and, and, and what's I mean, it's bad that he makes the joke, obviously, and you think, like, well, fuck Bob. But then, but then Linda she laughs, also like, laughs at yeah. it. She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking Fred and Rose West. Which is <laughs> glad Michael killed <laughs> those cunts. Yeah, exactly.
2: I think maybe Michael Miser's actually because he, he kills another pedophile later on, doesn't he? He kills Freddy Krueger. <laughs> what Michael never
1: kills Freddy Krueger? You're talking about yeah. Freddy versus yeah. Jason. Oh, is it Jason? And uh, Jason uh, yeah. doesn't kill Freddy.
2: Yeah, he does.
0: No. No.
2: Jamie, you told me in that film that Jason wins. No.
1: No,
0: Freddie technically was Freddie kills Jason and the humans kill Freddie but then at the end they're both still alive again uh, anyway because god damn it we can't damage our properties yeah having a beer
3: on the porch <laughs> together yeah
0: um, remember nearly it killed was, you it was really weird because the joke right before that one does work when he goes I'll rip your clothes off and she slaps him and goes don't rip this blouse it's brand
3: new yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I think someone uh, took a little bit too much LDS. I, let's well, be honest, I think John Carpenter was a massive stoner in the
2: seventies. Yeah.
3: So. Well, so I was reading online. I don't know if this is just like Halloween fan um, people just trying to defend the movie. They were going, "Oh, he meant to say Annie, but like fluffed the line, and then they just left it in by mistake." But
0: that don't seem like the sort of mistake no. John Carpenter
3: makes. No, it, also, either way, like it's not an essential plot no. line, it is it? Have, you it could cut could that been, scene. It so it literally that's... could
1: have been something that was like. Either a not noticed on the cutting room floor. I mean, how many times do mistakes make it into yeah. Haunted? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, imagine,
0: imagine John Carpenter. All in, those in pedo America. jokes are in Haunted.
3: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like. This is the thing: is that I feel like if if that the was supposed to be a running theme that Bob was a nonce, I feel like they would have they would have seeded that earlier in the film.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I would say this is one of the issues that, that I'm going to say mostly nice things about Halloween. I think it's very good. I do think though it is a bit thin on character. Yeah, yeah, and and with Bob, for example. I mean He, I mean, he, he's he turns up Yeah he turns up And he gets killed I mean yeah. there's, They don't really Seed much of anything You kind of get That Laurie's a smart girl But that's as much As her characterisation Probably is But then that epitomises
1: yeah. Slashers doesn't it Of always being Thin on character uh, I don't
3: think so I don't think so I think there are some Slasher films That are really good For character Which yeah. ones would you go with? I mean, I mean, it's massively, massively influenced by yeah by count, Halloween, but I think scream, scream has got fantastic characters. Yeah, but I, d- I don't
0: yeah. think Scream can count because the whole point is Scream is... It, it is a slasher, Halloween. but it almost isn't a slasher. Yeah, it's a yeah. satirising slasher. But, but what I'm, I'm saying,
3: saying is you can have that body count movie yeah. with good characterization. I mean, he, in it. He's
0: not wrong. Scream is an incredible movie. I've yeah. seen Scream about 100 times as well. And, and we it's, wouldn't have Scream
3: well, were it not for Halloween because yeah, that is a direct influence like Kevin Williamson said. So, But yeah, I think that is for me one of the, yeah, the failings like, of the yeah. film mm. is so, that yes.
0: what, one thing I did like that I thought was different in this to most other slashers and I've never picked up on this before is how you almost have the three way narrative where for most of the film it's Michael is stalking Laurie mm. Loomis is stalking Michael and you've got that scene outside the hardware story, I don't know why I never picked up on Where's this before where Bob is stalking him so. where, all three, <laughs> <laughs> where all three stories converge <laughs> In a really naturalistic way, because yes. you've got... Annie and Laurie pull up to talk to the sheriff. Yeah. Then as they go, as the camera turns to see them drive away, Loomis walks into the frame and he talks to the sheriff. The sheriff goes, I'll be back in 10 minutes. The sheriff leaves the frame and we just hang on Loomis waiting and Michael drives past behind him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That
3: was really cool. I got a bit of a kick out of realising that. you know what? It's it's interesting where you use that word. word. The uh, um, word cool. I think I would definitely definitely say that Halloween is a really cool film. Like it is... For for anything else, it's something just so, like like I said, I think the script has its issues, but it is so cool the way it's directed. The vibe of this film is just like effortlessly cool. John Carpenter film that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a a, a dude. Towards the end,
0: we're going to talk a bit more about John Carpenter's wider career, because I actually have a theory about Carpenter. Um, But he doesn't make things out of wood.
3: (sighs) (sighs) Oh man, this is getting worse. Would, would any Seriously, you, would any of
0: you like to permanently replace? One? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so I have a, a, a little thing to talk about on terms of lighting because the lighting in this film is pretty plain for the most part. Mm. Um, generally happens in indie films is that they tend to go for more basic lighting setups.
1: It's not Candy Heart, that's the worst colourful fucking film <laughs> yeah. Vomited the rainbow like, over the film. Like a monkeys but, yeah. video. Um,
2: Maybe but, we
0: could sell it to Skittles and they'll repurpose it as
2: an advert. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a couple of shots in this that are, and I'm not sure if it's done because of budgetary constraints, but it, it kind of gives a very really strange but really nice look which is Weirdly enough, the car sequences, because they seem to be lit from un- like from the footwells of the yeah. car in like almost a bright tungsten yellow, um, and the outside is kind of either a blue or kind of more sort of murky reddish, in terms of the sky color depending on where they are during the times of day. But certainly at night, um, and I noticed this straight away when Donald Pleasance and the nurse were in the car driving to uh, pick up Mike Myers. You you have this kind of it, it's completely unnatural and unrealistic to have that much light coming from the footwell of your car obviously they've put lights down there to illuminate the actors so you can see them yeah but it actually gives a really nice stylistic look to these scenes um and it's something that's not done again usually they try and light from outside the vehicle so it looks more natural but i actually kind of like the fact that these scenes had that slightly Word less realistic shot coloration a real
1: moving car in were they cameras inside the car the car was driving uh, I, I think some of them because probably, that might have yeah, just been be a the limitation budget. of that you just you can't set up lights yeah, yeah, outside yeah. the car
2: but I, I, I liked the look of that because you had then this big distinction between the yellow of the interior and the blue or the red of the exterior mm, yeah. um, which was carried on in Halloween 2018 when they set up some of the lighting setups of that shot right. of, of, of some of those um, scenes mm. uh, so yeah, I I just wanted to say that I really like that look and I actually noticed that they this lighting setup that they used in certainly in the Donald Pleasant's and Nurse driving sequence was used later on in the 90s uh in a couple of cyberpunk films and and like sort of adverts that set in a cyberpunky theme. They went with that bright almost sickly tungsten yellow and the smoky blue, mm. which is what is in that scene in, with Donna Pleasance and the nurse. Yeah. Uh, so just for, like, obviously that found its way into the later culture as well, which is but not quite as big as the slasher genre that it built. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. It's a massively influential film, isn't it? Yeah. And probably people take all kinds of inspiration from various parts of it, I think.
0: I really like the cinematography in the film. I love the use of the long lingering shots, which I think is one of the reasons, because I actually know someone who went to a cinema. They did a re-release of Halloween a couple of years ago. They've done it recently,
3: actually. I think, um, yeah, um, a couple couple of cinemas cinemas shown it at Halloween, obviously.
0: Well, I I knew a guy um, who's actually... Mark, who was one of our guest writers for Haunted, Um, he went to see... A re-release of Halloween, and it was all young people, mm. and he was like Jamie. It was awful. It was like they were all bored out of their minds. Yeah, they were all like talking all the way through it. Yeah, fucking kids.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, think, I, I think to no, be no, fair, let's, let's not get yeah, about to say,
3: yeah, that's Bob's. That's Bob's <laughs> yeah. debate. Um I think, I think to be, to be fair, fair that there, there, there are moments of this film which by Modern standards standards do, there are lulls. Well, Well,
2: let's uh, just talk about the first kill that Mike Myers does outside of his sister. Yeah. The first genuine kill we see on screen is 50 minutes in. 54
0: minutes in. Yeah. And that's Annie. Yeah.
2: Strangled in the car. Uh, uh, Yeah. And.
3: He, well, Sorry? don't forget the dog. dog yeah. yeah, I
0: know. I know plenty of horror hounds who are like, "Yeah, don't care. Kills Annie. Kills Lou, Kills Laurie. He's killed millions in all the sequels. But that fucking dog! How dare you, Michael Myers? <laughs> but the thing is, we know he's. We
2: we know that there's a body out, because Loomis finds the truck. And he's killed the truck driver.
0: Yes, Lewis doesn't true. find that body. Yeah. He's in the reeds. Which I'm pretty certain that's a John Carpenter cameo isn't it. That's John Carpenter playing that body. I oh, think. really? Looks like him. I
3: didn't he think did it did look, look like him, like but yeah, I, I will go, go back because the know, body in a denim sh- denim shirt, he's shirtless. Oh, okay, Shirtly. he's got the big yeah. moustache. I was about that to say John the moustache. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, <laughs> can't quite long hair, didn't he? Yeah, but it could be
0: Tommy Lee Wallace, the editor, because he also looks very much like John Carpenter. Right, right, right. Um, maybe that he is John Carpenter and he
2: was the production assistant as well I I think
3: as well it's because that last part of the movie because it's it's basically real time isn't it the last third of the film yeah. and so there are bits where you're watching people walk like Laurie walks from one house to another and you're seeing it kind of all happen in shots, real time. So Sorry, I did love those shots—the ones that yeah. follow people from house to house. But also, it is.
2: I think a modern uh, audience would get tired by those. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
3: I sort of think. Do I need to see that door yeah, being closed? And I think because, like they're they're showing you every single part of it. Um, for me, yeah. one
2: of the things that didn't work uh, was the Laurie character. Strangely enough, mm. um, now I get that she's meant to be book smart, but she didn't yeah. really have. Any and this comes back to the paper thin characterisation that became sort of quite common in slasher films, or certainly the worst of slasher films, well, not all the slasher films. I think it, they're like, not
3: they're not necessarily paper thin, but you, you get that stereotype like the jock, yeah. the cheerleader, the you know, the the stoner.
2: But she didn't really have a character. Mm-hmm. Like she's like you're the smart girl with the big pop socks who dresses like a eighteen fifties housewife and just mope around, yeah, and there was she there wasn't really many points where she came in with some levity, and I'm not talking about during the murder sequences, but I mean like you've got fifty minutes of her, yeah. <laughs> chatting yeah. with her friends and she always seems to be I'm like yeah there's no oh, backstory. No. is there for Laurie and actually the yeah. friendship between her and her friends didn't feel 100% real to me
3: Ooh, okay. okay. I think her and Annie I think I, I, later
2: I, on her and Annie basically yeah. her and Annie work when they get into the car and start smoking the weed weirdly enough yeah. but the first time we meet them all together her and the other two girls the one that says totally that's, that's
3: her character is that she says totally yeah totally oh.
2: yeah. <laughs> but they, there's not really much chemistry between them as friends. And also they both seem to basically just be slamming on Laurie. And she doesn't seem, she's not like joking back or being part of that conference. She's just like, oh, you're a stupid bookworm. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, it, it just feels like bullying at this point. Like
1: mm. are you in on this joke or are you just being slammed, Laurie? Like what's going on? Sometimes friendship groups they just you just have that one person you all slam on though. Yeah. That's true. And I, I suppose
3: it sets her up be as being an unlikely hero because she looks like she's weak and pushed around so when she Maybe. fights back against Michael, it's like, Oh, okay, cool, she's she has got a fight in her. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it is
2: interesting as well that she's basically it's also establishes the virginal trope for the, the surviving woman. Mm. Because the other two girls get murdered and they're both Basically, having sex or going to yeah. have sex, yeah. and yeah. Michael Huckle- comes and does the good, the, the work of the good lord, yeah, <laughs> to prevent so, them from having extramarital
0: yeah. sex. Fun thi- fun fact about that, um, that interpretation. <laughs> so Carol Clover, who is a very final girl
3: theory, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: she theorized uh, a lot about Halloween and slashers in general uh, being morality plays. Um, about this killer comes and punishes you for having sex. But John Carpenter has actually commented directly on this Mm. and said that she's actually got the whole thing backwards and that um, law... Because she was saying Michael's killing them because he's sexually frustrated.
3: Um, yeah, it's his, way, it it's, his, it's, it's his way. It's his. It's his way, way of, of penetrating action. them with yeah. his phallic objects. But is The knife isn't. John it? Yeah.
0: Carpenter actually disagrees and says the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. He says Laurie is the most sexually frustrated character in the film. Right, right, yeah. And she's she's
1: surrounded by people who all are
3: humping, all yeah. <laughs> and don't <laughs> yeah, stop talking about it either. Yeah. All right, we get it. You're having sex, big fucking yeah. whoop. She
0: stabs Michael. Yeah. and that's almost... She penetrates if, him. She
3: penetrates Yeah, yeah. yeah him. It's, it's the yeah. fanic appropriation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Thereby castrating him. If yeah. I can yeah. quote yeah. Deadpool,
1: happy
0: um, Women's Liberation
2: Day.
3: About to say, and then the scene they cut where she pegs him for 20
0: minutes. Right? <laughs> so I will... Probably in,
3: would sort out a lot of his problems, I think.
0: <laughs> in the interest of being fair, I do have some problem with like the last act of the film. Go for it. Um, not a major one, non, not that stops my enjoyment of it. At all because some of my favourite moments are in that last act, um, yeah, like sure. like the bit where which it's a shot I've tried to copy a million times and things I've made when she backs up against the closet,
2: yeah. And he fades
0: out of the darkness. I love that. Yeah. Um, that third that final act, it's not choreographed that well, in the sense of one Laurie it only goes as long as it does because A, Laurie constantly drops the knife after she gets it. And two, there's actually bits where Michael Myers just stops because the house they're in is not actually that big. And there's bits where they need time for her to get further away with the kids. Uh, in particular, it's when he comes up the stairs after she's done the knitting needle and she thinks he's dead. Yeah. He comes up the stairs and the kids scream. She hushes the kids into the room and she goes and fakes him out, doesn't she? By opening the balcony doors and going in the closet, which doesn't
3: work at all. He doesn't. I don't think he even yeah. checks the balcony, does he? Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Michael. But I, thought, I thought, oh, that's really clever of her, and he was like, no. <laughs> it
0: doesn't work here because you actually see in the edit Michael just kind of stands at the top of the stairs for like five seconds. Mm. You do
1: get a physicality issue that he's got a bio, like a. F- and a half on her, and, and would he sort of like in three steps would just yeah. catch up to her? Yeah, maybe he, was, saying, maybe yeah. he gets
3: very easily winded yeah, though, and yeah, he just needs to take a breath. breath. Maybe, yeah. maybe,
0: but it, it doesn't stop my enjoyment of the film at all. But it and, and I still think this is the best version of Michael Myers because mm-hmm. for me, what all of the sequels get wrong that this one gets right, and to be fair to the sequels, by virtue of being sequels, they can't really keep doing this. This is the only one convincingly where there is a question to whether Michael is a human or not. Yeah. Where it's cause cause you get just as much evidence for oh he is a flesh and blood man mm. and then as it goes on, he becomes more and more Invincible, invincible. supernatural. Yeah. Um and I didn't I didn't notice until I watched a video on the cinematography. You know, you don't see Michael clearly until after he kills um Annie he's always obscured before that. Right. He's always in yeah. the, the distance. Or yeah, he's always in the distance. Or you're seeing him through neck curtains and stuff. Yeah. Almost like he's a ghost. Yeah. And then this obviously is acknowledged when he literally walks in as a ghost, doesn't he? Um, yeah,
2: I never understood that bit. It's like, Michael, right, I've, I've, I've murdered him. I want to kill her. She's waiting to have sex. I'll put on this sheet Michael, and cut out two eye holes. Well, he's he he essentially
1: in. got the, the, the brain of a child.
2: Yeah,
3: I know, but like, and a, and a good sense of humor, obviously.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah. the
2: thing. It's like nobody liked my comedy
1: routine, so I had to stab them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this film does speak to the simplicity or the the strength in simplicity. As yeah. Well, yeah, where because I think just a lot of horror films that come out in the last sort of twenty years. If you think of things like It Follows, where it's like, oh yeah, it's a demon that that hunts you, but only it can only be transferred by the person you've, had, you've if you have sex with them and it yeah. or um sinister where it's like okay yeah so if you watch the films in the house the bagul doesn't attack you then he actually attacks you when you move to the next house but through your child and it's like is that what sinister is yeah, yeah
3: sinister.
0: i watched That's, that recently i've seen sinister once and it was really boring and i fell asleep in yeah
1: Bagal only attacks you when you move home and then it possesses your child to attack you and it's like this is the, the most fucking. It's contrived and it's convoluted, so. Yeah. yeah, it's like mm. why? Why
0: does it need to be this complicated? You want to hear convoluted? I read an academic and I won't. I can't remember who it was. There's an academic whose interpretation of Halloween is that it's a commentary on white flight syndrome. White flight? <laughs> uh, that's when white people move out of communities because too many immigrants move in. But there's no, no immigrants like the, in the, Hadfield. Uh, no, that's.
3: But is like I'd imagine that's the, the suburb they've moved to. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. The, something about moving to uh, suburbs urban gated communities doesn't protect you from the evil uh, which okay. is like that bit I get I can see where they're going with that but where's the immigrants going <laughs> <to>? Michael <laughs> yeah. Myers is not an immigrant <laughs> no I guess well to be fair he's immigrated in from the prison
1: Metaphor, metaphor, <laughs> like essays and shit. You can, I mean, yeah. there's the the guy who did the whole thing where he did a, I think he did an entire dissertation on why a red door means communism and why a red door means capitalism from the literally just the same thing yeah. um, to prove that you can literally infer anything from anything. Yeah. 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 There's
0: um, just a shout out to another podcast. There's another podcast I really like called We Hate Movies. It's been going for like 13 years now, and I was listening to them at work the other day, and they literally made me laugh out loud. And I know you'll appreciate this because I know you're a believer in this fan theory. Um they were on about the fan theory that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord he in Star Wars yeah, he is. And the guy on the show fucking loses his shit <laughs> and he's like, No, stop trying to make these films good. Just accept that they're garbage. <laughs> it's it's it doesn't I just save a complete... the film. The fact
2: that it just
1: makes more sense because it's he is the Phantom Menace, and but also, apparently...
2: also the, the the fact that they animate him literally lip syncing with Liam Neeson mm. as if manipulating him from the back, and he's a CGI creature. Yeah. So you wasted money doing that if you weren't going to do it to put it to. And it's why Count
1: Dooku comes out of nowhere in the second film. Yeah. it's Because yeah. they they had or to act wreck on George, the villain,
0: or is it just because George Lucas is not actually a good filmmaker?
2: I mean, it could be both. It could be both. It both probably is exist. both. In fact, the film that he has
1: the least involvement with is the best Star Wars film, yeah. which is five. So, anyway. Which is John Carpenter, was he the director or the writer of Two, Halloween 2? He
0: only wrote Halloween 2. I was trying to remember because I knew he I only did one. You yeah. could tell because the direction is nowhere near as good in Halloween
3: mm. 2. And the, and the script That's isn't what even... What I mean, it, it, like, it doesn't have that cool vibe that Halloween no. has. And there's something a
2: bit chill to the way that John Carpenter... Uh, it, it feels like you kind of sit back and get taken on the journey with john carpenter whereas a lot of filmmakers will try and lead you there it just feels to me
3: like he um he's he's just a very secure and confident director like you're saying about the simplicity thing Hmm. it's like i don't need to do all of this shit i can just set it up with a long shot and film it for 30 seconds and i'll cut when you have to cut i won't cut for The sake of cutting, yeah. like yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very assured, it, confident. It's that cool thing filmmaking. when they
1: say with like performing on stage is that if you feel safe and secure with an actor, yeah. you will you will let them do anything sort of thing because you make the audience feel comfortable yeah. if you're comfortable sort of thing. It's exactly yeah. you're in he's, safe hands. He's so confident in his ability that you're confident in watching the film. Yes, yes. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, put it this way, because I don't think either of you have seen Halloween two. No. Michael's first kill think of how Michael moves in this film he's always very assured, very cool Yeah. in Halloween 2 Michael's first kill which I think is his first appearance on the film there's a woman and he pops up from the bottom of the frame doing a little leapfrog like he's fucking Rey Mysterio coming out on the (laughs) ramp and then shanks this woman in the neck And you're just like, what was that? Um, (laughs) What doesn't help is that Michael's mask is yellow in the second one.
1: The masks have been shit since the first. So the
0: reason it's yellow in the second one is because it's the same mask. It's literally the one they used from the first one. Did it like
1: weather or something?
0: It had been stored in Deborah Hill, the producer's house, for three years. And she was a notorious chain smoker. And the nicotine had dyed the mask Uh yellow. Um, um, oh, no. because the
1: mask never got good again I no mean, the, be-
0: the best one is that first one where it was dirt cheap where they just it got a just William a, Shatner yeah. mask yeah.
1: turned inside out and spray painted white
0: yeah like That's the best because all the others. William Shatner's scary. That's
2: as we all
1: know. William, uh, no, not (laughs) William. He doesn't like it when you bring it up. You know.
2: Have you ever seen a fair? Would you if it's like one of the most notorious
1: mass murderers on cinema? Oh, it's your face. Is Is it it? is your face (laughs) turned inside out? I feel (laughs) like if you turn anyone's face inside out and spray paint it, it's not gonna look great. I wonder
3: how different it is turning inside out though. I mean what, his face. Well I yeah, never well, have this. you seen those I think it's that Char- <laughs> there's a video of a Charlie Chaplin mask where they rotate it like around 360 degrees of a mask of it and then at a certain point it looks like it's concave rather than convex or vice versa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah it, so it looks the same I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean the what was I about to say? We we're talking about um, the mask. The mask. Yeah, Halloween ends. I guess when it's all like burnt and stuff, that's probably the best the mask looked since then. This but... is the
0: problem though. in all these new films; they overdo it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What works so Overproduce good? Overproduce the mask. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. works so good about that first one is it's plain as shit. Yeah. But
1: yeah. This is the thing: it's a simplistic script. It's a quite simplistic style. It's quite a simplistic mm. everything. But you it don't works. watch
0: it sitting there
2: going, "But this mask is really basic." Yeah, you know, because it's what it's the mask not, represents. Not, the, yeah, you know,
1: it's not a Nolan film. It's not three-hour, fucking <laughs> convoluted, uh, like like
3: ten, or anything. It's
1: it's simple, but it's yeah. it speaks to the strength of simplicity. It, yeah. An
3: hour hour and thirty or whatever it is. I'm, I like when I, I put it again. And this week I watched it and I forgot the the length of the movie and it just came up like an, I I recorded it off the TV and I think it was an hour and thirty eight with adverts, and I was just like, thank Christ, like. A good, you heart- oh, know, ninety-minute film. Yeah, I'm Thank so you. sick of two-hour forties. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I was gonna say, just on John Carpenter's future stuff. I mean, yeah, it, his career pretty much. I mean, he's had a few duds. Everyone's had a few duds here and there. But I, I mean, I can't think of many things that it's one of the few directors we agree on as as pretty much at a.
0: Well, I want to talk about the rest of his filmography in a minute. Um, so the ending of the film. Mm-hmm. Can I raise one other thing yeah. before we jump to the
2: ending? Uh, going back into the car scenes again, I don't know why. All of the interesting shots that I saw seem to be in the cars. Uh, this time during the days, during the weed smoking scene mm. in the car, there's a point where there's the cameras inside the car behind Laurie and Annie, and Annie. while they're driving and smoking. Uh, now, there is a quote-unquote mistake that was considered to be a mistake in cinematography at the time, which has now become so in vogue within the last 10 years in film that it makes the that shot look really fresh. Yeah. Um, which is, while they're driving, certainly when it looks past Annie, the sun is in the shot. And they obviously couldn't get around it because they didn't have much budget and they couldn't put it in a studio. So they've just filmed them driving during a day where the sun's quite low. And you get this horizontal um, lens flare okay. cut across the screen. Yeah. And it's really nice. And you'd watch it, you like, oh, that's a really cool lens flare effect. And then you realise, oh, in the 70s, lens flares were considered an error. Uh, whereas, like certainly by the time of J.J. Abrams, overdoing them to death. Um, but yeah. they sort of had a bit of a revival, and now you get a lot of films where they'll add lens flares um, because it makes it look more, quote-unquote, cinematic. The only lens flare I've...
1: I've there's two lens flares I've liked. One was <laughs> when the, the Starkiller star base is fired and all the little red beams are coming mm. out, and there's the stellar lens on that, when they're actually on the the planet looking up. What's that from? That's the seventh Star Wars. It's the oh, only, good, it's one only one. good thing about those sort of things. Yeah. And actually, it's from Candy Heart. There's a scene where Candy walks into what was my bedroom, and she shines the light across, and you get that kind of like flash yeah. as it goes across the light, and it actually looks really good. I, yeah,
0: I did that intentionally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, you,
1: I mean, it was an intentional shot, because it's the way you've... See? Set it up, so. But Master. yeah, lens flares
2: have uh, sort of become the vogue. I think they've been overused nowadays, which yeah. is quite the opposite. But it is interesting. While I was watching this, I was like, it's a good damn lens flare. You don't normally see that in seventies mm. films. That's yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. to see."
0: Mm. <laughs> um So the ending of the film, then. Mm. I love the ending to this film because it's like a classic ghost story ending. Yeah, um, yeah. I, don't I think, think everyone uh, else thinks though.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're, you're right. Like, I really I like the Halloween, Halloween. I think you were Saturday, saying earlier Halloween. it is it's not derivative and I would agree with that but I'd also say that it really does show its love of the genre on its sleeve and there are definite nods to things like Psycho obviously Um, but also like when um, Loomis is driving to hospital and you've got like the thunder and, and lightning and you know it is like going to an old haunted house so yeah I think that ending scene is fantastic the bit where um Laurie discovers those three bodies in uh, quick succession. Michael does like to sort of stage yeah. things. He like puts the the tombstone on there. Doesn't he he's like I'm gonna put this one over here, uh, and then she'll go there. <laughs> then, but but when you're watching it, it's just it's just fantastic. So like, where
2: was he storing that? Like because he he obviously yes he yeah, stole yeah. the gravestone and then he was walking around following Laurie. Like,
3: yeah, he's hench as funny. fuck. He probably just had it like strapped to his back the whole time. Could have been in the car, just
2: wearing it as a fanny pack. Could
1: have been in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah.
0: sometimes the simple explanations are best. Yeah. they <laughs> uh I lo- I just love that it literally just ends with still shots yeah. of all the locations the of the film yeah. and his breathing yeah. like he could be anywhere
3: yeah and and, and just that bit, that bit where, where uh, um she man- momentarily pulls the mask off mm-hmm. and it's, and it's when, when you really see his vulnerability, vulnerability don't you because that's when loomis is able to get the shot off at him yeah. where he tries to scramble to get the yeah. mask so back, feels, back on yeah, he
0: feels too revealed yeah. doesn't he? yeah which is, yeah which is what i was saying earlier about this film is the only one that perfectly balanced that is he a man is he or not because mm-hmm. you have that moment of unmasking where it's like yeah. oh this He's, yeah. is just a man, but yeah. a very
3: young a man, man as well, isn't he? Twenty-one. See, yeah, yeah. He's like youthful, but kind of monstrous expression.
0: Yeah, but then yeah. literally thirty seconds later, he survives six yeah. gunshots and a fall yeah. off a balcony. And you'll yeah.
3: go off on a fantastic and spree just moments, moments later, won't you, in Halloween 2? Yeah.
0: yeah, so I don't know if you guys know, Halloween 2 literally starts up. right yeah. when yeah. this one ends. Right. Uh, so you do get a weird dissonance effect in it, because they, when you watch just Halloween 1 on its own, by the time you get to the ending, you're like, oh, it's like 1 in the morning at this mm. point. Like All the trick-or-treaters are gone, it's late. Halloween 2, obviously, because they've got to fill the rest of the night... All of a sudden, all the trick-or-treaters are back on the street. And you're like, hang on, was Michael chasing her at like (laughs) 8pm?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty quiet, quiet, isn't it, in Haddonfield when it's all happening. It it is frustratingly dark, that last sequence, which is, I think, the the logic part of you is like, turn the light on. You're going into like this really scary house. Just flick a light switch, please. But then that's kind of part of the joy of these Slasher Stalker films is... Getting irritated with the stupidity of yeah. the characters, but yeah. also
1: you do. Then also you're letting Michael know which which room you're in when the massive, like blaring sure. light of Just, the light just get
3: everything on. Like let's just know know what we're dealing with. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to wander around a house in the dark. But also I think,
1: A as to the fear of the film. Know, oh yeah, it's brilliant. So I, think I mean, it's showing the, the the budgetary shortage of the film is like yeah, keeping things in the dark gives you more room to work with. Yeah, and,
3: and it is, it's it's effective, it's scary. It's exactly that thing of, like, we don't know where he's hiding. Yeah, So it completely works, and it, yeah. it does make that whole final sequence really gripping.
0: So before we move on and just talk about John Carpenter briefly, hmm. does anyone, anyone want to sum up their thoughts on Halloween, having watched well, it?
1: Recently? I was just going to ask, do you think, because obviously in in The Perfect World... Um, Halloween would have been left as it was and not had the it called the Night of the Jack-O-Lanterns and H2O and Resurrection and the Rob Zombie remake. Season
0: of the Witch, I think you're thinking of.
1: Yeah, that Halloween 3. Yeah. Do we think that those films have retroactively made Halloween 1 better or
3: worse? Better, I would have thought.
0: I wish they didn't exist, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, I think this film would be so much... It'd be so much nicer if it was a one and done thing. Yeah, I think my the Halloween one, the film hasn't been diminished. Michael Myers has been
3: diminished, right?
2: I think. I don't have much opinion on that because I haven't seen those sequels. Uh, You've seen the Gordon Green one, yeah? And I thought they were better than this, right? Um, Whoa! uh, Not necessarily kills. No, not necessarily Halloween kills, but Halloween ends and Halloween twenty eighteen is better than this. Um you're fired. Yeah, sorry man. But no, honestly, the uh, this it's not a bad film, but it's kind of unfortunate because usually when something starts like this obviously kick-started the slasher genre, everything in it is cliché. Um and that's fine if you're looking at film from a historical perspective, you can take that on board uh, the way that we all have watch it and go yeah it's all cliche but invented those cliches whereas i don't think in a general audience sense because general audiences really don't care that much about the integrity of the art or the history of the art yeah. unfortunately well uh, someone
1: in the general audience just beat living shit out of a 63 year old man but because he sat in his uh, uh in the vip seat he booked where what <laughs> in florida a um, old Florida
2: man! <laughs> yeah, a uh,
1: an old man came in and was like, "Hey, you're sitting in my, you're sitting in, in the seat that I booked." Apparently, politely asked him to move from the VIP seat that he booked, and then the man proceeded to beat the ever loving shit out of him. Wonderful! Right, that was nice. just now. <laughs>
2: but um, yeah, so, no, I, I just I, I don't think that there's um, a, a reason for a modern audience to watch this outside of people like us who are really engaged in film. Because all of the horror tropes that are in this are done elsewhere that would, in a way, that would be a little bit more accessible. Mm. And also the slow pace of this film would probably put off a modern audience. The final part that I'll put on it, and you guys can all tell me how I'm wrong, (laughs) is um, basically, usually when something starts off the tropes, there is still something about that film... ...that is unique. Uh, I uh, Maybe it's just me because I'm not big into horror... ...but I didn't see anything in this that I would classify as unique. Uh, well, that's
1: in, just because it's been done to death.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Uh, uh, ...usually there'll be like a subplot or a storyline or a, a meaning that... ...even if it's only about, say in this case, the 70s itself... ...it would be something a little bit more deeper and more meaningful that would make the film last a bit longer. Well, it's about white flight. Well, I mean, if that was the case, but I actually didn't see that myself. To,
0: to be fair, I think the... Um, I still think... I don't know if it's unique, because it? it's never been done, but the existence of Loomis sets this apart, I think. Because most slashers are young cast... turn Friday the 13th, for example. Yeah, right. Young cast turn up at Crystal Lake, they're picked off one by one, and we're done. You don't have, you don't usually have this element of there is someone hunting the killer. Yeah. Sure, sure.
2: I mean, that is interesting, I suppose, but I don't think they did much with him. No, and that may have been to do with cost because they probably couldn't afford Donald Pleasant no. for a long all, period of time. But... All his
0: scenes had to be filmed first because yeah, they yeah. could only have him for I think it was a week. Yeah, right. that, which right. makes sense to be honest for a low budget film like this. Yeah, because yeah. gotta remember he was like at the time no one else. Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't well sure. known then. He just like not long come off of being a Bond villain. Yeah, like cause yeah. he's Blofeld in one of the yeah, Bond yeah. films. Sure. Just, just
3: to just say on that, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, I do love yeah, that it's yeah, like, like Janet Lee's daughter yeah. from Psycho is yeah, is yeah, like so such a so good fantastic. Fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, that but, that sort of carried on that lineage.
0: What about you, Benton? Final thoughts on Halloween? Yeah, it's
3: good. I mean it's so good bro. it's
1: a simple film it's a simple I mean, but, uh, that's a simple opinion for a simple film it's not simple is probably the wrong word for it. I think and threadbare isn't right either the The word I'm looking for isn't quite there, but it doesn't need the bells and whistles to be good yeah because mm. it's, it's do you not
2: think something like uh so for example follow following carpenter films such as the thing which was a, a really amazing look at paranoia and the, you know the lack of being able to trust your fellow man oh, that's my favorite film yeah <laughs> and they live which uh goes on about you know capitalism and you know things that there, there were extra layers to that do you not think mm. that there was a a way of adding a layer like that to Halloween?
1: I don't think there was room for... Uh, as in, like, what layer would you put in a film about a guy in a white mask going around slashing people? It's a good or, point. It, what, well, no, but I
3: think what you're saying is what's so good about Halloween is that it is so simple. It is... It's like... um. You know, a simple, well well-prepared prepared dish. You know, like sort of, you know, three ingredients, ingredients but, but they're all really good, yeah, well-prepared. Like, there's
1: it's like bangers and mash. Yeah, it's yeah. Bangers yeah. and mash is a, It's not foie gras. It's yeah. not fast food. It's oh, good, shit. and it's oh, bangers and mash. Now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like a good bangers. hearty meal, and yeah, yeah it's, and, it's, and sometimes like
3: that's, that's like you really crave that, that don't you? If yeah, someone exactly. was like, oh, you know, I can.
1: And at the end of the day, you say there's no deeper layer, but people like this white flight thing. People still look. For meaning and stuff where as, is an absence of meaning yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's no I think it, it's just it, very much that John Carpenter was was served the opportunity to create a film about Michael Myers killing teenagers yeah. and he did it to the best of his ability and I feel like any, if any of us were given that opportunity we would want to do the same yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so let's wrap up by just talking briefly about John Carpenter himself because yeah. um, I have everything now I've turned my phone off so I actually can't get his filmography up in front of me
2: yeah
0: but I seem to recall that from from this starting with Halloween from '78 to '88 with They Live, yeah. it's pure gold from John Carpenter. Are there any other directors who've had a run that good?
1: Like I don't mean box office. Hitting. For a, a
3: ten-year run, you mean a really yeah, great movies?
1: Yeah. Um, um, obviously, there was Escape from an Escape from LA is probably is that's worse, not but, till the '90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say They Live. They live as great in concept, but I feel like it's you have. To, it's a brilliant concept of. I just I don't like Rowdy Roddy Piper in it. I, yeah, I feel
3: like it should. I feel like it should have been a a, a proper Arnic actor. actor. A, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's weird that you've got this incredibly hench. A f- you know, basically homeless guy. Yeah. You're like, yeah. where is this guy, like, working out? Where? Yeah. So <laughs> they got, yeah. Have they got a gym in, in Skid Row that I don't know I like about? Sure Hulk Hogan I like your yeah. idea about More being More realistic. On. <laughs> yeah. I came to chew
1: bubble gum and kick ass. It's just, it's weird that you want to choose, you choose a story about literally the most downtrodden people in the society and you're like, who are we going to get to play this incredibly complex and incredibly heartfelt <laughs> role? Rowdy Roddy <laughs> Piper I I'd, I'd love to
0: know the story of how that happened actually. Yeah. It's just cuz
1: I think he was popular at the time and the studio probably went well, you undies. need to put yeah. you need to put someone big in at the, and Rowdy Roddy Piper was probably at the height of his career. But
0: even to... even then like Rowdy Roddy Piper was ne- if, if we're going to go with it, it has to be a wrestler. Rowdy Roddy Piper was not like that level. Like, yeah, but you couldn't you put Hurt Hogan enough. in it. Why but, not? Yeah. Eight, late eighties was the. No, decade I, of I, think make Hogan I think it's the world. budget I mean, where they didn't have a big enough budget to get Hogan.
1: the to get the biggest person, but they needed to put someone big in and yeah. couldn't get the biggest, and so and they could, mm. probably couldn't afford. Whoever the biggest actors in the late 80s Should've were. Should have been Macho Man yeah. Randy Savage. It shouldn't have been a wrestler. Oh, the is
0: ready. These
1: aliens are leaving my planet now. <laughs> Elbow drops. <them. laughs> but then, uh, this is the thing. I, I, maybe I need to. I, I went into it expecting the thing and got a very very campy yeah. <laughs> uh, experience where Keith David and Rowdy Rory Piper wrestle for 10 minutes straight and it's not relevant to the, anything but it's awesome. But this it's is awesome. the thing I feel like if I went back to it and had a few beers and just like went into it like expecting ultra camp and yeah. watched it with some mates I feel like I'd love it. Cuz they'd be dead like you watch what they actually do
0: oh, to yeah. each other in that fight what <laughs> one of them would not walk away from. No yeah,
2: also why are they fighting
0: like that? <laughs>
3: Because he, he won't, won't put, put the goddamn, goddamn glasses on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's the most aggressive Ray-Ban yeah. marketing campaign ever. <laughs> it, it is.
1: But this is the thing I was like, I feel like there's... Maybe this is the thing about John Carpenter is that all of his films, you have to be in a specific mood to watch them, and the mood is different for each film. Yeah. There are some films that are just ubiquitous, like Marvel films are like, you can probably be in any mood, and you'll get some level of enjoyment. It'll be small, but there's some level. And then obviously there's Nolan films where it's like, I've got to set aside a day for this because it's a fucking... It's a thing. Whereas, like, John Carpenter, it's like... I want to see teens get slashed up. I'm in that mood. Halloween. I want a deep uh, meditational paranoia. Boom, I go for the thing. I want to watch a uh, fucking I want to watch um, a campy wrestling film where is it's you got know, they, uh, they live. I want to watch uh, a Lovecraftian cuz you know you've really it, it's it's they're all very different and Another one of his fate, um, a massive one, Assault on Precinct thirteen. That is mm. a
3: fucking incredible
0: film. I want to see that film. It's so I've, good. I have actually never seen the original, I've only seen the remake. Oh no, don't um, do that to yourself.
3: is yeah, quite interesting, isn't he? Because he's like um he's a very shrewd I would say businessman because he's kind of gone on record saying that he's not a massive horror guy but Halloween was just such a huge success it was like the studios were offering me a fuck ton of money to carry on making horror so I've kind of ended up being known as a horror director and yes he has done other things but yeah. it well, was. I think it was more sci-fi, wasn't it, or yeah, westerns? Yeah. I think he really yeah, wanted to do right. westerns. And I and love sci-fi in, as well, because yeah. is student films. Yeah, yeah. He loves,
1: he did, he, <laughs> he's come out saying a big he loves, Hawks fan, he loves he? Lovecraftian stuff, Right? Which is yeah. quite horror he, in nature. He's but...
0: on record, like someone said to him in an interview once, because he owns the rights to Michael Myers, Yeah. and they were like, why do you keep letting them make sequels and, and ruin your franchise? And he literally just turned and went, as long as the check's clear. <laughs> I don't care. Leave me alone. But, uh, I <laughs> yeah. think it's yeah. not so much that
1: he's got an eye for horror, I think, or not as so much that he likes horror. I think it's just he's got a really good eye for tension. In stuff yeah. like the Salt and Precinct 13, the mm. tension is just right that's, throughout it.
2: Yeah, I think you're right, actually, because it's like uh, Halloween, again, doesn't have a lot of quote unquote. Horror, horror, but no. it's got it's tension. 54 minutes before you see someone get murdered. Yeah. It's building the tension. But it's, the whole that's what
1: time. The, the thing is. The thing is just two hours yeah. of tension. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's tension, it's knowing when to build yeah. tension, when to release it. And I think he's just had a really good eye for it.
0: It does make me feel really sad. And apparently he's very happy, so who cares. But it makes me really sad that he had this great run in the 80s, dipped in the 90s, and basically, other than one failed comeback in 2008. Uh, that's the ward with oh, okay. Amber Heard in it, right? Um, basically, his career is over right. and, and he's lost the passion. Like, they yeah. said to him in interviews, like, Are you ever going to come back to making film? and he literally was like, Probably not. He was like, I'm not interested he's a, he's anymore. He's making a video game now, yeah. He's making a video game, made a lot of music, isn't he? He's as doing well. music, he has, he has, but said
3: you know, he you know what? he's an old guy though. Like, let him enjoy his retirement. I think he, you know, he yeah, smokes a, a bug fuck bug load thing. of weed, and... yeah. And you know, it lives in Hollywood or whatever and Can you talk about
1: that, how he did the, the, the theme song, how brilliant the theme song for Halloween is. Yeah. It That's is
3: good. good. It is good. I'm gonna say one thing though <gasps> about it, right? That opening scene, there's one bit obviously got the da, 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 da. and then the bit where the boy comes down the stairs, he just holds one note forever. He just goes uh, that and you're like, okay, you're gonna add something to this note. <laughs> We're gonna build it up. We're gonna no, and it just Go goes on, on, on and on for. for no, I, I reckon over a minute of holding
1: one note, and you're yeah. like, come I on. I on, think like he, he just he he scored most of it. I think the only film he didn't score was the thing and the thing, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anya, Morricone, Anya, Morricone yeah. Yeah. which he then scored. Ah, uh, Tim Tarantino's Hate *Hateful yeah He scored that and actually used some of the unused ones in *The Thing* because *Hateful Eight is inspired by *The Thing*. Yeah, is that as
3: well? Did the Hateful Eight um, score get nominated for an Oscar or was it one of those ones where it couldn't get nominated because the music had been used elsewhere before? It could have been, it might have been exactly yeah. that. Because,
1: yeah, it was unused The Thing tracks right. but then used in the Hateful Eight because, obviously, the Hateful Eight is a whole paranoia story too. And Snowy. And Snowy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... and- He's I love different. Kurt Russell. Just quickly. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell yeah. again, uh, best part of the MCU when he's in it. It's the, one of those actors that the second you put him in something, he's the best part in it. I, I, I still love want the to see thing.
2: Soldier. I've got it on Blu-ray now, but I'm mm. intrigued because yeah. it's the writer who wrote Blade Runner, like, no, the, the script of Blade Runner, not the original novel because mm. um, each... the
1: original novel was what um, Philip K. Dick, Dick. no no I'm, the name of it was Do, do Androids do Android Dream of Dream Electric, Electric G. G. Yeah. yeah the yeah. script
2: writer for that for, for the film yeah. uh, is it
3: Hampton Fancher or David Peoples David Peoples, David Peoples. Right. right yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, wrote Soldier and there's a lot of references to Blade Runner it's meant to be in the same universe right.
1: I forgot you're the biggest Blade Runner expert in, in I, I did not because
3: I like it especially because I've just taught uh, it, yeah, it like years, you taught yeah. it yeah. do you not like it um, I it's not that I don't like it it just doesn't do anything for me it's one of those ones where I'm like I get everything about this film it's very well made I think it's got some really interesting ideas but I am not moved by it in any way that's
2: how I feel about Halloween yeah whereas I am moved by Blade Runner I'm not moved by Halloween so maybe there's I think there's a bit too
3: manly for me Blade Runner I fucking Yeah, I think you're more manly than I am, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely not. Ridley Scott is a very sort of male director, isn't he? We've we've had
0: this discussion on the show already because we've pre-recorded like twenty of these. Okay, and we've had this because like Rory really likes like biker films and things like that. Yeah, and generally speaking, I find biker films. Fucking awful, hmm.
3: generally speaking. I'd say it's quite a niche yeah. genre. I don't, I don't know many, but bi- apart from Bikes Easy Rider, it's any biker, biker I think film. Roadhouse
1: is probably, if you count it as a biker film.
3: Well, well Roadhouse is bike. funny because it's, it's so, so macho, oh, it sand. becomes incredibly homoerotic. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've
2: obviously got the seminal biker film, which are basically wild the ones. Halloween. Yeah,
3: the
1: wild one. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, uh, wait, the, the line between manly and homoerotic can be so easily crossed back and forth, and I love that. Yeah. Like Top Gun goes from manly to homoerotic and back. That I can get on
3: board well. with that I can get on board with. But yeah, when it's like po face masculinity, like I think of Blade Runner, I'm a bit like yeah.
2: Okay, so to answer your question of any potential directors that may have had like
0: a ten odd year run of quality films. And it can't it can't be like they made two films in the whole No, 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 team. Yeah. Yes. no, 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 Kubrick
3: Kubrick no, no, Fuck you, Kubrick. I mean, well, to be fair uh, to Kubrick, uh, um, he 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 was prolific at, at one point, ish. And yeah, you could argue he never really (laughs) put a a foot wrong with the exception of Eyes Wide Shut. And I know even there there would be some people who would say that's a great movie. I've
0: heard good things about Eyes Wide Shut.
3: Eyes Wide Shut is
1: probably actually my favourite Kubrick next to The Shining. Yeah,
3: Yeah. okay.
2: Anyway, who are you going to throw out? um, As an option, though, the film Getting an E, depending on your viewpoint, may throw it uh, Takeshi Kitano. Right, talking about if, if if we can open it up to global Japanese director, yeah. um, I'm afraid
3: not. as uh, incredibly xenophobic podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's about white <laughs> flight. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, but this is the Brexit film rich, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <But> next
1: <laughs> week's guest is Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know this one probably a bit more content. Um, sorry, that's right. No, no. It's,
2: uh, Takeshi Kitano had um, a very good run from. I mean, Violent Cobb was okay, but certainly Sanichane second film was really good, and then the run from that all the way through i mean brother is probably my favorite film it's also one of his more accessible films uh, which was about 2002 so you've got a good solid 10 year run there mm. getting any is kind of the one that's on the fence because i even i'm half and half with getting any all of his films were kind of either s- dramatic films things like Hanabi b or kikajiro which are about heartfelt uh you know emotional uh stories or they were gangster flicks such as snichine and um Oh, well, Brother and several other films, but basically, the Getting Any was the only comedy film he ever made. He is a comedian in Japan. Uh, all of his films have some levity to them, but Getting Any was the only pure comedy. And half of that film is genius, and half of that film is garbage. Right. <laughs> and. Uh, to the point where for my own enjoyment I recut the film to get rid of all the bits didn't line
3: sound like those um, <laughs> toxic men who like cut uh, Daisy Ridley out of the Star Wars movies yes you know, how uh, does
1: the film even work without Daisy Ridley
3: uh, well I mean not well the only either. film I the only film I've edited I haven't seen it because fuck no, no no yeah, yeah. no I only did film it for where...
1: my own enjoyment for the comedy yeah. side I'm not yeah. sharing yeah. it Going, <laughs> this is how it should be just but... so
3: it happened that I yeah. only had women in those bits Rory but uh... the only <laughs> film
1: I've, I've edited is The Thing which is I took that the, the god awful scene that he was forced to edit, uh, the the god awful scene he was forced to add by the studio of the 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 ship, and literally oh, the first yeah, scene yeah, yeah. with the scene with the ship's like wobbling and you can see the fucking strings and everything coming right. down to earth <laughs> was asked to put. He was put that in because of um screen testers. Okay. Um. So I just I just chipped that is bit this, out. Is
0: this a common thing then? People just edit films for Not their own commonly enjoyment. But some people like if you. Don't
2: I,
1: know, I've, I've
3: never done it. I, I don't think, think it's yeah. really
0: like. I have the original
3: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I have the original as well that's well, just I can't stand a film one. that ends with yeah. a man turning into the human fly and being crushed by a big fly swatter into a big pile of shit yeah. I was like that
3: well have you seen The Fly <laughs> well
2: no that's that's the, also the end film. of film yeah. well to- <laughs> it.
3: Cronenberg might be somebody who's had a 10 year run of absolute I, gold actually so I'm
0: oh. really controversial with Cronenberg we're going to do some Cronenbergs at some point yeah. I've already seen Cronenberg
1: The Crash and I hated
0: it I, Crash is one of the only films I didn't finish I got halfway through I turned
1: off.
2: Uh,
3: you're so forward. turned on you What's had to fly I really liked fly is amazing haven't seen the Dead was, Ringers is great
2: seen Existence that was garbage
1: oh two I was going to put forward I think Sam Raimi's run from Evil Dead to Spider-Man 2 is pretty much flawless yeah. um, And I, the only one I
0: haven't seen in that run is Quick and the Dead I haven't seen that yet oh yeah that's
1: quite good Um and also Edgar Run's right I'd say I personally don't believe he's had any duds. Edgar, <coughs> Edgar Wright. Oh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is garbage. What? Hot Fuzz is incredible.
2: Hot Fuzz is the Last best bet. Uh, it is uh, not. No
1: that's not, no, 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 that's not a 10 year run, though. Oh, okay. It's, it's been okay, more okay, than 10 okay. years from Shaun of the Dead to. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. If I
2: was going to put a drop in Edgar Wright's, it would be for Scott Pilgrim. No, I love
3: Scott, I love Scott
2: Pilgrim. Yeah. the thing is, it's too poppy for me. I think Scott Pilgrim <laughs>
3: yes. is is cool. Uh, I don't need. I reckon that. needs an edit. I reckon we could get rid of um, some of the exes The worst part. You're gonna chop the women Pilgrim. out of the fish. <laughs>
1: The worst part of Scott Pilgrim is probably Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. Right, right okay. I think he's I very good in
3: New Barbie, by the way. Is Michael it? Sarah. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I loved him part. in Arrested Development, but like, the rest oh, of his yeah, career has just kind of been... Yeah. Anyway, I think we've probably
0: finished talking yeah. about Halloween. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Um This whole month is going to be filled with Halloween movies. So, as Rory's already alluded to, we've recorded episodes talking about Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, and both of the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Oh, dear Lord. Are
1: you going to watch a good Rob Zombie film? Not that there are many. Uh, So, we're going to do. do They exist. So, at Uh, some point, Devil's Rejects. So,
0: at some point, we're doing Devil's Rejects, which, in my opinion, is the best film and one of. Possibly the only good Robs. Oh no, El Super Bisto is also good.
3: House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses, is that? It's alright. It? Yeah. it's just-
0: House of a Thousand Corpses is basically him going, if I made Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is how I would do it. Whereas Devil's Rejects is its
1: own film. Right. Okay. Um, and- oh, um. Rodrigo, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, he said a pretty good run. No, he did uh, Spy Kids and
2: ruined it.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen Spy Kids, Kids but it was I, very successful, We watched Spy Kids
2: recently for, STC, for this show, and it, it, it's garbage. Oh, uh, no, is it really? I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah but,
3: well, it, it did really well, didn't it? Yeah, so it was one of those one, like I. That does not make sense. I think I really like. No, I know, well. I know, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> I really like Richard Linklater. I think he's a great filmmaker. He but did actually, Before Midnight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also did School of Rock, and I think like that is an incredible. Kids, kids film yeah. done, hmm. done by, by a director who you Maybe know yeah does like before sunrise and yeah. boyhood and right. what about, dazed and confused what
2: about people who do the opposite where they have a really like solid 10-year run of garbage yeah like, uh, like and then ball. one good film yeah yeah, yeah. no no, no, no never sorry. made we've, one good film you
0: say, no never made one good film i mean i'd say rob zombie rob zombie's mm. got like one good film really and then yeah. a run of garbage mm. um
3: I would say, I don't know if they're garbage, but Michel Gondry, the only film of his that I love is Eternal Sunshine. I don't think I've been bothered to watch any of the others.
0: Oh, the most famous example's got to be the Wachowskis, hasn't it?
3: Yeah. The first Matrix and everything else they've done. No, no, Bound is good.
0: Bound is good. But everything post-Matrix has been terrible. Oh, yeah, okay, fair play. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to see Bound because I've heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's cool, definitely.
1: Any other directors where it just goes so and I think
0: What's wildly. His, off. What's his face was really good and then went really bad. Didn't he? Um, Paul Veerhoven. Personally, yeah. I love Showgirls. Yeah, me too. But I most love people it. would agree that Showgirls onwards, yeah. his career has been kind of shit.
3: Yeah, because he did Starship Troopers before that, which is brilliant, and RoboCop also brilliant. Starship Troopers. I'm doing my part. Yeah. <laughs> I love
1: how that's been a comeback. Weirdly enough, it's all about Showgirls. That's a brilliant.
3: Show. Yeah. Different places.
0: That's, that's, that sex scene in the pool, yeah. where she clearly is nowhere near his penis. Yeah. Looking, a, looking yes. like a
3: disembodied <laughs> dolphin in the in the last throes of life. It's just bad biology. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I keep. Um, it's like the room. Have you seen the room? Yeah, where he's, where he's like, like, like having sex. Yeah, 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 in her stomach. <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> no and way. then once Halloween's done we'll be going back to doing normal films until December when it's all Christmas all
1: month the, human, centip- the human centipede guy that he's also just a run of shit yeah. I mean, you ever have a good
0: one? This, a human Centipede does not classify as a good film. <laughs> He's got no. a film, you know, that still hasn't come out. That yeah, made I know. Like 10 years ago called The Onarnia.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. It's about women who. who yeah, get well, you haven't pleasure. seen it. You've, you've seen the, the trailer. 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 Yeah. But nobody
3: yeah. has seen the film apart from Tom, Tom Six and John Waters. Yeah, John Waters has seen it. John Waters has seen it, and he, he put it as his best film of 2021 or whenever it was that really? it was supposed to come out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, the
1: one I want to see is yeah. Rodríguez's film that's, uh comes out in what twi- 21 two or something yeah. I think it's like the late yeah it'll be 2100s isn't it it's- yeah.
0: the film you'll never see do you know about this no uh, very quickly then uh, Robert Rodriguez and John Malkovich teamed up made a film I mm. can't remember what the name of the actual film is mm. but the sub the tagline is the film you'll never see they've made the film and put the only is it John Cena the movie no <laughs> They've put the only copy of the movie okay. in a time capsule yeah. that isn't going to open until a hundred years after they made it. Right, meaning okay. no one alive at the time it was made will get to see it.
2: Well, also, maybe
1: someone in the hundreds might.
0: Yeah, will they? Ha- will
2: we have something that's adaptable to be able to play it a hundred years in the Like, think about a yeah. hundred years tech. Now, imagine they open like, it like just USB. What <laughs> what is USB?
1: Why? <laughs> I mean, Who if is is it's the... on a, f- a film reel, we can still play film reels. By then, they'll
0: be, be beaming movies straight into our head. But President Elon will just beam them in. Oh, I thought you didn't like Batman Forever, but he'll be half <laughs> he'll be half cyborg as well by that point as well, Elon. That's <laughs> the plot for Batman Forever. Yeah, but
2: Batman Forever's garbage. It's a great film. It's the best Batman. Right,
1: we're moving no, on. That, uh, George Clooney is the next Batman. Oh. you not seen this, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin after the Flash. No, no, after the Flash point. I've not the, seen the Flash yet. Oh, it's terrible. But after, the, after credits, Batman is George Clooney again. After right. he comes back from the past, Ben Affleck's Batman is now George Clooney. Oh wow! Batman. Oh
3: god! Have the rubber nipples come back. Of course, he's got (laughs) bad nits.
1: You you only see him as Bruce Wayne. You see him as um, the car pulls up and goes, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. And then Ezra Miller's like, huh? And then it's George Clooney. It's not um, (laughs) an athlete.
0: Anyway, uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye, everyone. everyone. Goodbye. See you next time, guys.